Hello. Is that too hot? I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk this slow. Because I'm, I don't have talking a little in me as a speaker. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see if I can dial. Are we going to dial back? That sounds better. That sounds better in the ears. I got a, like, a uh, okay. Anyway. I guess tonight, or this afternoon, is sort of like a, like a milestone of sorts in my, I guess, my work life. Um, oh, yeah. Welcome to Tempor Footnotes Podcast. Um, I um, just installed an exi- a photo exhibition yesterday. Uh, I drove uh, into Pompano Beach, which is, a, I guess, a northern suburb of Miami. And, and it was a rough, it was a long day. Like, I woke up really early. Um so that I could make it um, with the schedule that I had because I, I, I have to teach like real time I have to teach real time uh, virtual classes which I guess is a nice way of saying that it's like the face to face component of um, like the class like we meet Zoom one time a week and Monday is like these two classes that one for one hour I, I'm like going through one class and then the next hour I'm going through the other class um, and I, there was no way for me to basically like, like switch the day up, um, schedule wise. So I had to go, um, and get this, get the exhibition installed and, um, and it was, so I drove there like early in the morning down the, down the turnpike and the turnpike is like really like interesting to me because nothing is there other than like it's sort of like east coast 95 driving which it's like there's nothing forever and then all of a sudden like your next chance in like 25 miles or like whatever to like stop at the gas station or whatever and i didn't stop so like i i got gas here early in the morning nobody was around drove out there and like hung out my little hung out in the little art bubble got the show installed uh and basically like went to the gas station and then like drove back and like hit my classes in the evening so it was a re- like really long day um it's like 5 a.m wake up to all the way until 8 p.m at night uh, i was working um and then the weekend before preparing for the fact that i wasn't like missing anything for classes or whatever uh made it happen um and it's installed and what's kind of crazy about it, it's like that exhibition format kind of developed in four years of a thought that ended up happening four years ago, roughly, not to the day or anything, but roughly four years ago. And it had to do with um, the debate, right? And, and the debate is a really interesting component or a really interesting thing for me in 2016 because... Um, I don't know. Like, I didn't like Hillary Clinton in 2016, but I didn't fathom that this is what the world was going to be like in 2020. I voted for Hillary Clinton, but um, I think it ended up like kind of culminating in the failure of a family business and kind of the rebuilding of my work life to where I am right now. 
and what I do, I guess. And now it's like in 2020, it's like what I was do, what I was dealing with, what I was dealing with by myself. Like I f- have the feeling that everybody in some shape or form is dealing with that now. And like e- even myself, like I'm, I installed that exhibition for Temple Mag uh, issue three that has issue four ideas along with it. But I'm not even like, I'm not even, I don't even know how I think about like physical media, uh, you know, editorial design type of work or concept in this environment now where I'm like even the print, like printing, printing photos, like one of my favorite things that I like learned how to do by myself and, um, got a lot of joy out of it. Um, it made me think about my life and the things that I photographed and the things I was interested in photographing in a way, because like it was film scanning, you know, you're processing the images. It takes a long time. And then you have a lot of time that you're looking at one image and then you're thinking about that image. And it's kind of a different experience than say scrolling your screen, which, you know, the distraction factor, of multiple devices, you know, multiple window opens, multiple clients, you know, um, that doesn't have you working in an environment now where you're focusing on, like, on one task. You're, fo- you're kind of scattered between shallow, your cognitive functioning is sh- scattered between, you know, multiple clients or multiple tasks at once. And, I don't know. I, I, I have the feeling that that's tiring for everybody, but I don't think that we're returning anytime soon to the world that I installed yesterday. And I don't even think anybody's going to look at that exhibition. And it has me think of, th- makes me think of the strategies that I'm going to have moving forward. Um, I think one of which is, um, everything's probably going to move digital. Um, you know, like this right now, I can, I can do this and have these thoughts and think about my thought process and kind of share that thought process with a community of people, um, that will listen to it, will not listen to it. But I think more importantly for me as I guess a content creator is that I can, um, use these tools in combination with one another and, I think that that is kind of the excitement for me at this point and how that's evolved. And a lot has evolved. If I look back at four years ago and I remember, like, I had a tremendously difficult time getting to where I got to in 2016 from, um, I guess, a family business failure um, that had been around for a while. And it happened in a way that there was no savings and we had our son and we were just doing the best we could to keep our heads above water and really thought there for a little bit that things weren't going to go so well. (laughs) Uh, I was teaching that summer um, and I had the opportunity to go to DC to teach a class for a week. And I don't know, I think that that component changed my, my world and how I, I don't know how I, how I viewed my life moving forward that I was able to kind of 
be doing something that my my family had been doing their entire life that shut down and then immediately I was finding myself on a on a plane flight that uh I I you know from one year you know from you know probably eight months from when that happened to that one opportunity was hey here's a plane flight go out here uh teach this class for a week um with um a group of students from the united arab emirates i was like okay cool i'll go do that i'll go do anything i'll go do that i need i need the money i'll go do that that sounds like a great thing to do do i have to stay in do i have to stay in some old dilapidated dorm yeah sure i'll do that for a week no problem um and just made it happen and i don't know it gave it kind of gave me the opportunity to see i don't know something that i wouldn't have seen otherwise and and i think that that's the thing now that's a really cool thing is that we we all have we all have adjustments that we have to make and we figure out what those adjustments are and and for me I couldn't possibly fathom that this is the way that things were going to be. I'm sitting on my back porch looking at okra that I grew on the back porch because we were working from home and everybody was at home, you know. Uh, I've got arugula on the back porch. I got uh, things that are that I didn't have the time for otherwise that I have the time for now. And cold front's coming through. And it's rainy, and that's the sound of rain. I remember being so angry at that business failing, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It was a good thing. It ended up allowing me to do the work to transition to something new. I didn't think that at the time. I think the anger of a lot of like what ifs of what I should have done, what I could have done differently in that opportunity. I was still thinking in the past and I wasn't quite ready for the future yet. And I remember like having a summer of not drinking any alcohol whatsoever but then the whole debate season had me back drinking alcohol and tonight is another series of debates and it's sort of like I wonder if I'm going to go through my life and see presidential debates as this like checkpoint in my life of where I where I was from one point to the next point and I'm having a glass of wine on the back porch after work today. Um, not a whole lot happened today. It was kind of a fun, like, half day or, like, a a day that I kind of gave it half speed because I worked so hard yesterday. And then over the weekend, they'll kind of pick back up tomorrow. But um, I don't know if
I don't think that people are adequately regarding the pain that people feel. I don't I don't think people regarding the the pain that people are feeling about not having in their life. And that kind of scares me right now. And I don't know what it looks like on I always think about like I always thought about it when I was I was dealing with a small business that if I just knew what somebody was doing over the fence like there was these like I always thought of these like fences that like separated one business from another fence and if I could look over that fence and see what the other person was doing or got a sense of how the other person was feeling or weathering or whatever that maybe I would have a better understanding of what to do and nowadays I don't think that people I think it's an uncomfortable topic that people have when they don't when they talk about you know what they're going through I guess and and what they're worried about I guess and I don't know I I look back at that time and I felt like all alone but now I know that people are all feeling all together not pleased or not happy about this particular situation I feel like it's weathering on them but the difference is now I feel like I I have a little bit more idea of what people are kind of going through and in that regard I think that 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 is that's probably a good step I couldn't imagine that I'd be talking on a microphone to people that I don't know who they are (laughs) as, as a creative strategy in 2020 when I'm thinking about what I was doing, what I was thinking about in 2016. And I don't know in that regard, I guess things are all right in this like little snapshot or this like little sliver of time and I hope everybody's adapting well together or or I hope people are adapting I hope people that are I hope people are adapting When I was in Miami yesterday, it was like a different scene altogether. And I think that that was something that kind of floored me. And the only interaction that I had other than three people in the gallery was a gas station that I, I, I stopped in in Miami. And it was like a, like a, it was a, it was a huge gas station. And, and that was like probably the most people that I've been around since all of this started. And it was like this kind of melding of like, like socioeconomic groups and 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 people trying to get through their day and there was like you know 
a lot of different like there's multiple racial groups all like going in their gas going into the gas station coming out and there was like all everybody were wearing, wearing masks but there was different kind of like qualities of it so you'd have somebody that I presume to be like a real estate agent or a business person and they had like a mask a face guard gloves like the whole thing pumping gas and like with like two fingers or whatever and other people were just like you know what fuck it like I just gotta get through this life and do the best I can so you'd end up having like different ways that people kind of muscled through the social interaction and the procedure of it in this climate and I don't know it was just the volume of people that was different than where I am now where I don't really run into anybody at all and then all of a sudden I'm like running into everybody you know in such a small space and it was quick but I don't know it's interesting how you react to something mentally that you treated as commonplace maybe six months ago and now not so much you know now now it's like a complete completely different thing you know it's uh it has more it has more um it has more mental weight in my mind than otherwise you know and it's just a gas station I really don't want to watch the debate tonight. And I told myself I didn't want to, but then it's like, uh, I guess I got to. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it for 15 minutes and I don't know. Stop it. You know, I also thought that he, like Trump, like, like Trump had debt problems. And I think we all probably kind of figured that out in like retrospect, you know? But it kind of just made a whole lot of sense, like, the last four years and how all this kind of unfolded was just somebody that had a personal guaranteed loan, that they made decisions based on what the what the creditors wanted that guy to do. And it probably just... I don't know, I just... I always thought that dealing with wealthy people in my experiences of dealing with wealthy people in the past, they all kind of felt like they were broke in a way, just in the same way that you were broke or I was broke. You know, like, they had they had to do what they were doing because if they didn't do it, like, the, the whole... Like, they couldn't... That it was all kind of smoke and mirrors, like, you know, the, the whole thing where, you know... They they might they might have they might have a net worth of a billion dollars, but they owe two in debt. Like they're not exactly just going to go retire and go sit on a beach somewhere. Like they have hooks in them on a on a level that keeps them moving and going. And that's kind of how all this all this around us kind of feels, you know. And at least we know. I guess I'm going to leave you with this tonight. Um, that at least we know that that's what it was. You know. Um, that just in the same way that if you stop working. You would eventually. You would eventually get foreclosed on because you couldn't pay for the. You couldn't pay for the home that you. The, the home that you uh, technically owned or 
had a bank note on or your car got repossessed because you couldn't pay the car note it's the same thing with all of that like is it going to be the environment where like he gets his uh properties repossessed on those uh on those properties that he owes a ton of money on if he doesn't get another four years and maybe that's the reason why I'm ultimately tuning in tonight. I kind of want to know more about that because it feels so, it feels so closely entwined to, I don't know, um, my family, my, my family's business back in the day. It felt very much the same way because it was all like, like real estate, commercial, commercial properties, residential properties, uh, construction projects, that sort of thing that is very akin to uh, debt and all those things. And people are trying to uh, get people to work and not pay them on time and all that stuff. And that's kind of like how we all, <laughs> we all are. And we're trying to, you know, get to a level of comfort and work, but work is so much about, you know, figuring out how people are going to pay you and all that. And this guy here is finally being called out on the guy who, as a guy who, you know, I don't know, um, is on the hook for a lot. So anyway, I felt that that was maybe all this was worth kind of talking about tonight, um, just in like little micro posts. Cause I feel like these days I want to make these types of micro posts because, um, I don't know. Um, I think it helps me out kind of process what's going on in my head. And that's what I envisioned this to be when I got started doing this in March and feel like, it might be a nice way to return and kind of uh, split the formats up a little bit. Um, and like one could be one of these and then the next one could be like talking to somebody else and then figuring out how it goes. Um, I also want to get out of the house and do this on the road. Maybe in the fall I can camp with Marco and Jenny Lynn and um, we can have some time to go out and I can go and like record stuff and do these types of things when I'm out out somewhere like under the stars or getting away from devices and stuff because I think at this point like the one thing that I'm process wise not all that happy about is the whole like zoom meeting format you know and I wanted things to be a little bit more meaningful than like running into somebody and just like kind of just picking inauthentic interview topics and things and when they're, I don't know, just because I want to do things that I feel like, and like this tonight, you know, talking about the importance of tonight for me in my process and my working process, I guess it felt poignant enough to talk about. Um, yeah, so I think things are, things are fine. Things are just fine. We should all just tell ourselves that, that things are all fine. And uh, I guess when I have something else to think about, um, I'll release another I'll release another podcast episode um, just kind of talking like this, and hopefully you enjoy them. Thanks for listening. I hope you're really enjoying um, listening to these uh, because it's been a good process for me so far to... Uh, kind of think through things in my head when I'm basically have no space like we're kind of all kind of shut in type of thing and kind of 
existing in the same space on top of one another here in our house between uh, a kid going to school remotely and two parents working uh, remotely. So um, this has been helpful for me to kind of vent and talk a little bit. So uh, good night. Thank you all for listening to Temple Footnotes. You probably listen to this podcast through one of these platforms. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Live through Alexa, and Podchaser. You can also stream through your phone on popular podcasting apps like Overcast, PocketCast, Castro, and CastBox. If you want to join me for an episode, the virtual door is open. Uh, just contact me via email at hello at temporomag.com or DM me on Instagram. You can find me at Studio Wack and at Tempor Mag. Thank you all for listening.